This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. War is often called the last resort. Countries decide to fight only when they run out of options, when they're boxed in. Not the case with the United States. The Americans use war as state policy. Do you know why? Because there is big money to be made. The latest example is Ukraine. Joe Biden has unveiled another weapons package for them. Guess how much it's worth? One billion dollars. It's the 18th such package to be announced by the US. Also the largest since the invasion. Put together, America's military assistance has topped $9.8 billion, almost $10 billion. Now let me put that number in perspective. Bhutan's entire GDP is $2 billion. Tajikistan is $7 billion. Congo, $8.7 billion. America's military assistance alone is worth more than that. In fact, more than 50 countries have a GDP smaller than $10 billion. Imagine that. The Pentagon says this latest package is suited to the evolving battle situation in Ukraine. Listen in. We are working around the clock to fulfill Ukraine's priority security assistance requests, delivering weapons from the United States stocks when they are available, and facilitating the delivery of weapons by allies and partners when their systems better suit Ukraine's needs. What does the new aid package include? Additional high-mobility artillery rocket systems, what we call the HIMARS. 75,000 rounds of ammunition, 20 mortar systems, 20,000 rounds of mortar ammunition, 1,000 javelins, 50 armored medical treatment vehicles, and hundreds of anti-armor systems. I know it sounds like a lot, but tonight we're not focusing on the announcement, we're focusing on the deliveries. How many of these weapons actually end up in Ukrainian hands? Is anyone keeping tabs on them? According to CBS News, no. Their report says only 30 to 40% of U.S. weapons end up with Ukraine's army. The rest, quite literally, gone with the wind. Let me explain how this works. Ukraine ranks 122nd out of 180 countries on corruption indices. It is the second most corrupt country in Europe. Second only to Russia. So to get things done, you need to grease the wheels, maybe pay off the oligarchs or power lords. The same thing is happening with the weapons, it is feared. Corruption is gobbling up Western military assistance in Ukraine. Ukraine's army is only getting around 30% of what is being sent to them. What about the rest? These are top-notch lethal weapons. Where exactly are they ending up? European officials say some weapons landed with organized crime groups. Russia believes they could end up in West Asia. Neither scenario bodes well for the world. Which brings us to another question. Where is the oversight? Apparently there isn't any. Listen to what an amnesty official told CBS News. What is really worrying is that some countries that are sending weapons do not seem to think that it is their responsibility to put in place a very robust oversight mechanism. Ukraine says they're tracking all the weapons. But to be honest, that's very unlikely. Dozens of shipments are arriving on a regular basis. To track them while fighting a war is not easy. The better option is for the West to track the shipments, make sure they end up in the right places. After five months of war, they're finally doing it, it seems. A U.S. defense attache landed in Kiev earlier this month. His job is to monitor and control arms. And reports say this is helping, that more than 30% of the weapons are now reaching Ukrainians. But should that be good enough? After all, 
This is not weather forecast. Nothing less than 100% should be acceptable. We've seen what happens when America pumps weapons into foreign wars. They did that in Iraq in the 2000s. Years later, the Islamic State was using those weapons. Same in Afghanistan. The Taliban are now flying Ameri American helicopters. They're using American guns. Ukraine could be next in line. Former Soviet states are hotbeds of illegal arms trade. And yes, for once, the Hollywood stereotype is true. If these weapons escape Ukraine, they could end up in that market. Terrorists could buy them. Separatists could buy them. So why isn't the U.S more proactive about tracking them. Like I said at the start, because there's money to be made here, America's military industrial complex is making billions off this war. Look at Lockheed Martin. Their shares are up 7.4% in the last six months. Another example is Northrop Grumman. Their shares are up 22%. General Dynamics, up 4.8%. Now compare this to how U.S. markets have fared in this period. Dow Jones is down 8% in the same period. Nasdaq is down 12%. We're talking about a global recession by the end of this year, but clearly the weapons industry is not affected. Strange, isn't it? The U.S. talks about withdrawing from battlefields, about reducing their military footprint, yet they're funneling weapons to the same regions. Do you know why? Because U.S. politicians benefit from the system. In the last two decades, defense companies spent $285 million in campaign contributions in the U.S. $2.5 billion in lobbying. They also hired 200 ex-government officials to do all the dirty work. We're talking about a well-oiled machinery here, a system that makes America richer with every war. Now, with Russia stuck in Ukraine, there's an added advantage. You see, Russia is the second largest arms supplier in the world. If they cannot sell weapons, it leaves a gap in the market and the U.S. could fill that gap. But if they don't, China will. Experts believe China could dominate the value arms market. What are value arms? Sort of like more affordable alternatives. You see, the likes of the U.S. and France sell high-end stuff and not every country can afford that, especially buyers in Africa and Southeast Asia. So those countries often bought from Russia. If China can somehow take over that market, they could make millions. In fact, they're well-placed to do that. China is among the top vendors to major Russian clients like Myanmar, Bangladesh, Nigeria, Uganda. So all they have to do is slide into the gap left by Russia. This would be even more dangerous than America's military industrial complex. In the U.S., money dictates policy. In China, it's the opposite. Arms trade is an extension of Chinese state policy. Their primary goal is to sign, to gain rather, strategic influence. Making money is secondary. And all of this makes you wonder, where can countries buy weapons from? Is there no safe alternative in the market? As things stand, there really isn't. The U.S. is driven only by profits. They don't care if their weapons win the war as long as they make money. Russia's war machine is grounded in Ukraine and China's weapons come with conditions attached. The market is ripe for a safe, reasonable and trustworthy seller. Something to ponder upon for policymakers everywhere, including here in India.